another exciting episode of Two Guys and a Beer. Your weekly podcast covering all things video games. But with a special twist. Let's see what the guys are up to this week. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Two Guys in a Beard, your video game podcast where we talk about anything game-related, any specific theme. I'm your host, Richard. And I'm your other host, Cody. Man, Cody, I feel like it's been a while. It's been a while. Life catches up to you sometimes. (laughs) That's right. Did you like the new intro music? I did. I liked it a lot. It's very, very fun. Yeah, so that's the first time we're going to use that. So, hope you guys like it, too. It's a nice little, uh, what what did you call it? Uh, 90s radio DJ theme. Okay, that's what I liked. I thought that was kind of good. Exactly, it was fun. Yeah. So, we've been gone for about two weeks now, so we're back on the track here to get this back and going. Um, the last time we met, we talked about playing the game for this month for Spooky Season, which was The Devil and Me. Yep. Okay. Um, we haven't finished it yet, but... We did play it. We did play it. What, what's your overall thoughts on it? It's a really visually beautiful game that uses a real-life murderer as its inspiration. Mm. Yay or nay on it? You think it's okay so far? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Okay, I'm not. That's fair. <laughs> I think this story is slow. It is, but I still don't feel like it's as slow as Man of Madan. Yeah. Do you have the game, or is it at my brother's house? It is at your brother's house. Okay. So he's like... So I have to tell you, so after you left... He opens the drawer and he's like, is this your copy? I said, no. Where did I get this? (laughs) I thought you bought it because you left your copy there. And then he has a copy, but he doesn't know where he got it. So there's two copies in the house? At his house, yeah. He has no idea where he got it. The problem is we played on his PlayStation. So if we want to finish the game without having to restart it, we have to go back to his house. Yeah, but that's weird how he has that. He has two copies. Uh, Well, it's because you left the one. Yeah, but I wonder if you got the other one. I didn't need to buy the other one then. I know. I don't know why. Not why you bought it, but why he has. I know he likes the series, so maybe yeah. he bought it and just forgot he had it. Son of a bitch. It's possible. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Okay. Um, so, well, we're back to the recording. We've been working on other little projects on the side. We've just been so busy with other things. We kind of want to wrap up a little bit on Halloween stuff and with the horror genre. Today's episode, we are going to talk just briefly about what makes a great horror game. That's the topic. Okay, I'm down. I was surprising you on it because you asked me earlier before we started. I said, like, what are we talking about? That's fair. Oh, I you can... know. I mean, it depends on the game and mm-hmm. the property. If you're using a, you know, a specific IP like Alien, Isolation, phenomenal game works because it's the existential dread you feel while playing that game you are for the most part helpless you're being stalked by one of the aliens the xenomorphs Mm -hmm. it's really dark it's a a whole atmosphere thing yeah and it works you're like a really attractive girl at camacon being chased by some creepy dude yeah 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 that's my visualization of that yes but then you have dead space where the gore and the creepiness of the gore coupled with the combat and everything that you get. And then the fact that like, no matter what difficulty you play, ammo is scarce. Yeah. 
And, and, and the fact is that you don't know if the thing that's, that's dead on the floor over there is actually dead. That's true because they can get back up. Yeah. And that so. does make it worse. <laughs> um, okay. So let's kind of, we'll, let's just dive into the horror stuff since we're, this is, this is what we're talking about and the, what makes a great horror one. I've got a few points that I want to hit on. Um, so what do you think makes the great uh, horror game? Like, let's go, let's look at art because you're a big art guy. You, yes. Yeah. Okay. So tell me what makes the horror game for you in the art style. Like, what do you like? Um, I don't know. I've never really thought about it that way. But if I had to guess, the big thing for me in the art style is in the color usage a lot. Like, because it all, again, it depends on the atmosphere the game's trying to bring. So, like Resident Evil 7, it's very muted colors, mm-hmm. but it works. It's supposed to be these browns and these grays and these blacks and these whites and all these just neutral colors because that's what the titular virus, I would say it is. Well, it's a mold, but I mean, that's what in that game is. That's which, what color it is. Which one are you talking about? Seven. Okay, okay. I was like, uh, mold until seven. Yeah, and you know, and then you have five and they're in Africa and it's very bold and vibrant and colorful and it works in the setting. That is one thing, no matter which Resident Evil you play, they're very good at with their color usage. Mm-hmm. It is just very, very well done. Um, and this might be a Mandela thing. i got to point this out. I swear I remember playing Resident Evil 2, like the demo for sure, and Leon had red hair. He did. Why is his hair blonde now? I don't know. Because <laughs> in Resident Evil 2, his hair, I don't think it was red. I think it was it was brown, like it was like a brownish auburn color, basically. Okay. So it was that. If you remember the uh, the cutscenes in the first Res- the Resident Evil Two games, like when he was like checking out the dead body in the street when he got out of his jeep, and he was like mm-hmm. he met Claire. He had red hair. So <laughs> okay. that's what it was. Um, yeah, I don't know where he where he transitioned to like now frosted tips, like you know the the, the NSYNC the, the guys. Emo swoop. Yeah. Uh, which Still I don't my favorite Resident Evil character, though. Yeah, he is. But the swoop thing, like, that can't yeah. be combat efficient. Like, always doing the hair Bieber flip thing. Yeah, and, just and, you know, trying to shoot in. zombies. So, um, okay, so what you're saying is it's dark, darker colors on the the textures and the atmosphere makes it great. Or makes it the horror aspect. Now It adds to the visuals for me. It gets me more into the game. And then you have the music. We'll get there. Hold on. I'm not oh, done yet. Sorry. Hold it's on. It's type of art. It's, well, yeah, but we'll get there. Um, but can there be a horror game where it's bright colors? Yeah, Resident Evil 5. That's not a horror game. It technically is. It counts. No. It's survival horror. It's okay. not really necessarily survival. Action horror. Chris Redfield is so broken. Action horror. But, um, Just like Red... Okay. Vibrant colors. That's a horror game. I still, I don't care if our listeners don't disagree. I mean, agree. I would argue Dead Space Three is pretty colorful in a weird way. Yeah, but that way, okay. So, and that's where I think those games, Resident Evil Five, Dead Space Three, ditched horror and went straight to action, action horror. More on the action side, which they Mm -hmm. led into Resident Evil Six, Dead Space Three. That's why there's not a Dead Space Four, is because that game was not really well received. Yeah, and it was too bright. So Dead Space 1 and 2, dark, yeah. gringy, weird shit happening all the time. Resident Evil 1 through 4, dark, cringy. And then 6 kind of went a little bit dark too, but there's a lot of bright okay. colors. Okay, I got one for okay. you. Okay. The quarry. It happens in the dark though. It happens at night, but it starts yeah. in the daytime. 
Yeah, but those colors aren't that bright, though. If I remember correctly, paying, I've only played like half the game, but it's during the day in some spots, but it's not like bright, bright color. No, like, but it still has a vivid color palette used in, to, to show okay. that it's day, and then when it transitions to night, that's when you get your neutrals and your browns and your, your fall colors. And mm-hmm. um, Actually, if I, I probably talk about that game for a while anyways when it comes to the art style and like the graphics of it because it is a very visually beautiful game. Yeah. They like just knocked it out of the park. Those games are like that, though. They're very visual oh, and, yeah. and, and stuff like that. It works really well. I, I honestly can't think of any other games that are like bright color uh, horror games. I just don't know. Um, I it's mean, not Cult common. Of the Lamb technically is a horror game because it's uh, you literally are starting your own cult and it is meant to be like not bubblegum colored but vibrantly colored. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's a cartoon style, so like the, the blood is as red as the shirt I'm wearing, which none of you can see, but it is very red. Your visuals then, on a podcast, great job. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm an art guy. Let me yeah. alone. No, it's. But, I, I get what you're saying there. I mean, most of the time, yeah, they are dark. I, you know, uh, like Alien Isolation is insanely dark, but it has to be in a world. Yeah. I mean, you can't. I mean, obviously, if it's a bright room or bright hallway, you can see the xenomorph wa- running towards you. You're like, hey, I see you. I mean, it also depends on if you count the Fear series. I think Those are dark. I don't think every game in the Fear series is necessarily a horror game in in certain areas, but like mm-hmm. Fear Two has a very lot or has a lot of uh, usage of like oranges and yellows. Um, and I'm not sure what the choice was behind that. I'd have to do a little research, but like there are parts where you're in like a brightly lit hallway and it gets terrifying because she just randomly appears while you're playing. Yeah. Like right in front of you and you, you know, you poop a little and then <laughs> she disappears and then you go and you have to, you know, it's a shooter, so you have to go and fight all these bad guys. And then while you're doing that, she, like, helps you, but then tries to also attack you. And you just, it's its wild. But it's, like, a brightly lit hallway in parts. And I'm so glad you bring up Fear. It's on sale on Steam. For the whole collection games. of $8. I love those games. They were so fun. You could probably play it on your computer over here. Oh, I know I could. <laughs> Eight dollars. I have a legend on that computer. I know I can run fear. Yep. So, um, man, I might actually buy those. <laughs> yeah, I think it's got the whole collection of them. For like eight bucks. I think so. Like oh, eight I or nine dollars. So let's. So you you made a comment about music. So let's let's kind of go into music now. Okay. Um, Music itself does make or break a game. In my oh, it, opinion, it does. This, and we're not talking just the music. We're talking like sounds and, you know, background stuff that goes on. Mm-hmm. So, like, that makes or breaks the game, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. If you have a terrible soundtrack or if you have a terrible sound effects, sound effects it's not, it, you're going to lose it. It's if, obviously, if you're walking in a hallway and you don't hear the click and clack of your shoes or if the offbeat, mm-hmm. you know, if you're walking, clearly they didn't match it up correctly. That's going to take you out of the world of it. But oh, yeah. since you bring up music, does mu- and this is my opinion, yes, it does make or break the game. But what about what do you think? Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I so I when it comes to horror movies, my favorite horror movie is the original Halloween. It always will be 1978, mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. The reason is, is it the goriest movie? No, but it doesn't need to be. No, it does. It's, it's all the, implied. The music gets you. And the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, he doesn't have a motive. And the music for that movie is just some of the best ever made, which the coolest thing ever is it was made by the director. Really? Yeah. John mm. Carpenter. I think it was him. And I want to say Deborah Hill was his writing partner as well. I think she helped do some of it too, but it's just the fact that like he didn't have the budget either at the time, you know, mm-hmm. but 
it, that makes that movie. That movie to me, I mean, the movie's great regardless, in my opinion, but the music of that movie, all the sound effects are just so perfectly timed. And then you have, you transition that into games. When you're playing a shooter, if it doesn't sound like a real gun and it's supposed to be mm-hmm. one, it throws you off a little bit. Yeah. Like Der- Derek hates that there's no bullet drop. I mean, eventually there is in Call of Duty, but he's like, there's just no way they're shooting me across the map with a handgun. See, he loves, and we kind of segue, or not really segue, we kind of like off track there for a second, but he does love Call of Duty games. He likes playing the Call of Duty games. Hates Battlefield. Now, he's not he big fan. He did uh, three and four. He doesn't he like him now. Company too. He didn't like his stuff, which is bullet drop. He doesn't like it now. So it's kind of like a weird switch. Like if they can combine Call of Duty with Battlefield, you know, uh, physics, yeah, it'd probably be great. But anyways, uh, so with the music and and also the sound effects, which game do you think has the best soundtrack and best uh, sound effects? I don't know if it's the same game, but I will say Callisto Protocol probably has some of the best sound effects. And that's you a new really game. you feel it when he steps on them mm-hmm. because you it's so vividly sounding. Yeah, like I feel it in my bones when I'm crunching their like in, them into a pulp, and it just sounds like you're pulping them. Like yeah. that game is unbelievably. I like the game. That oh yeah, I mean it's a fun game, but like the sound effects are some of the best parts of that game. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about game music wise. Um, maybe Alan Wake. Okay, I haven't played Dabble too much in those, um, but I know they're going to be really good. I saw Fortnite has like a weird partnership with Alan Wake Two coming up. Yeah, it's because they just remastered the first one. It was a free game on PlayStation. I have it on my Switch, I think. I mean, it's no, I have it on my Steam Deck. It's worth it to play. It's a great game. Yeah, I, I need to do it. I need to do that. Yeah. Um, okay. What about you though? What's the best one? The best sounding? Best sounding game, sound effects, and it might okay. even be the same game. Um. The best sounding game, sound effect game, I do know that that really terrified me at first. Not really terrified, but like, ooh, it's kind of creepy. Dead Space 1. Because when it first yeah. came out, I had uh, I had a surround sound system in my apartment. Mm. And it, you know, I was able to sync it up through there, you know, having my first sound, surround sound. Having it like you hear things behind you and you hear the weird clicking and mm-hmm. and like the, the screeching and stuff like that. I mean, clearly you look at Dead Space when it first came out versus the remake, obviously the remake looks horror, like way better because it's, you know, the new style, but the sound effects are generally the same. That is terrifying. I think that game was really spot on with those. Mm-hmm. Now what's the goofiest. And I think is like one of the best one, uh, other best one is resident evil two. And then resident evil one, like those two games, because resident evil one was like in the nineties. And so was resident evil two and their voice acting and sound and stuff was just, god awful the first game was terrible like the whoever if you don't know what we're talking about on the resident evil one like director's cut uh for the playstation one game the voice acting was so god awful it's like literally i'm hopefully i can nail it right it's chris don't open that door oh it's like christopher walken talking yeah basically yeah or it's like jill are you there? It's like, oh my god! Like no one talked. It's honestly like they they took those people that they made the game. They're like, okay, this is great. This game's gonna be phenomenal. We need voice acting. Who could? Well, we don't have the budget to pay for anybody to do this. Um, get Billy in in uh, get the intern. Has no ability in voice acting whatsoever, and just like just read these lines. 
like you're in danger, have some emotion behind it. And he's panicked and he doesn't know what to do. And that's what he said. Jill, don't open that door. So, and then the transition between Resident Evil 1 to 2, the voice acting got better. Like you can definitely, (laughs) it got better. It's still not great. Not great, but it's still, I still think those were fun. Mm-hmm. And then Resident Evil 3 got better with those too. And uh, you could see the transition between when games really started in the horror genre started to evolve mm-hmm. to when it was the games didn't have voice acting to then starting to have voice acting. Like voice actors yeah. started and gaming started to come up and the, the the gaming companies realized like, okay, we need to have voice acting. It's going to, no more text box. We need to have voice acting. What goes good with with horror games, voice acting. Yeah. So, yeah, I think those are good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a specific game in mind that has terrible, has great voice acting for a horror game, or flip side, has the worst? I'm give it to Callisto Protocol again. I mean, honestly, is the story of that game great? Not necessarily, but like it does a lot of things right. Its voice acting is spot on. I mean, yes, they did mocap. Josh Duhamel and he's Sam phenomenal, Whitmer, but he does. They all do great. Sam is it Sam Whitwer? He's amazing. Like oh. I think his voice acting is like him. He's isn't he? He's not Kenobi. He's uh, Darth Maul. He's he's well the new Darth Maul. He's, he's new he's Darth Maul. So he's also like he does he's Star Star Killer. Star Killer. He's got a his. I want to say his um his profile his, his profile, profile is, is like huge. It is. He's a. Solid dude, too, yeah. from what I've heard. He's but. got great chops to do things like that. And then, obviously, getting Josh uh, Dumel is him. He's an actor. Yeah. Like, having actors actually do these games nowadays is what you're starting to see. Mm-hmm. Though the uh, voice acting is getting better. I mean, that one, um, If I okay, if I'm being honest, I love Supermassive Games, which is who does the, the quarry and the, the dark pictures and, mm-hmm. and Until Dawn. Until Dawn had really good voice acting, and it synced up really well. Man of Madon, and I don't know if it was glitches or what it was, but, like, whichever one of the Ashmore twins it was, because they are twins. Yeah, that's um, not Iceman, is it? No, it is Iceman. That's the thing. They're identical twins. I think it's him. But it might be, yeah. But either way, whichever one of them, he would talk, and there would be, like, this split second, just like that, and then his mouth would catch up with it. It was really weird. Like a Japanese thing? Like, kind yeah, of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, except instead of... Yeah, yeah, kind of. I don't know. It was just, it was weird, and it kind of threw me off. I mean, granted, that game had other problems besides that, but that was one of those weird quirks that I found funny. Um, so let's let's so we talk about voice acting and everything too. Is does a game like nowadays, like now in the last ten years, the the voice acting and and you know voice actors and stuff, and you use motion capture to really capture the the voice actor or the actor. Do you prefer voice actors to continue doing this job, or do you think actors, like physically trained actors, to do the job now? I think it just depends on what they want to do. I mean, I'm I'm all for them. You know, they're striking right now because they're not getting residuals like they should. But wait, I thought that was over. No, the actors are still striking. Unless it, unless that's finally over. But it's my understanding the actors are still striking, but the writers is done. I think they're. Uh, I but, could be wrong. I could be wrong. I but, I could have sworn they were done with that, but I also had heard. The voice actors for video games are striking. Yeah. Which, which I agree. some of the SAG-AFTRA people, though. Yeah, like which Jenny I agree. Strong is a member of SAG-AFTRA. She's in some hot water, and let's not talk about that one. Well, she's, yeah, we'll leave her alone. She, she's she one I says, know that's done a lot of voice acting. Oh, yeah, she's done so much stuff, too. She's really talented. And she is, yeah. She's really great on I those think, things. She just my, said some things. My and, favorite voice actor is, don't you? Who? Well, I have two. Okay. Kevin Conroy. Well, That's the goat. Oh, yeah. And Mark Hamill. Oh, my God. 
That's because they do anything, and they're they're Batman and Joker, and they just are. Yeah. They're the best ones. You know, yeah. Everybody's all Michael Keaton, and, and I love Michael Keaton. Don't get me wrong, I love Michael Keaton, Batman. Kevin Conroy is Batman. He is he sound. He is animated Batman. He is. You put him a cartoon, but I'm starting to really. I mean, yes, Kevin Conroy is going to be big rip. By the way, yeah, he's going to be it. Like no matter what, as you as you have a Batman in your mind, who is your Batman? Mine, Christian Bale is my Batman. I love that's who's mine. Uh, voice actor Batman, Kevin Conroy. It's, it's, it's not just gonna no be matter what anybody else. And no offense to anybody else who's done it. Jensen Eccles is, he's good. He he was he, Red Hood. Uh, I think he's done Batman. Yeah, I think he did for one of the movies, but he was. Uh, but he's Red Hood, yeah. And he wanted to be Red Hood, and then they went with somebody else for the Titan show, which is mm. which was decent. I mean, not yeah. that that guy did a bad job; he didn't. Yeah. But I've heard rumors that they want Jensen Ackles for Batman for James Gunn's DC yes. stuff, which is fine. I I'm would, totally cool with that. I'm yeah, I'm all aboard for that. But only they get Jared Padalecki as Robin because that'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he okay, so I've seen Jensen Ackles. He'll have to bulk up a little bit. He's not yeah. as solid. He's not in his prime as what he used to be for Supernatural. Well, that's the other problem too is as great as he would be. How long can he physically do Batman? Like Ben Affleck. Yeah. If you ever looked at his bat suit, everybody, you know, oh, that's a lot of padding. Like, no, it's Ooh, him. It's fabric. He was. <laughs> yeah. Ben Affleck was. He bulked ripped. up. Yeah, he bulked up for that. I mean, you could do it. I mean, obviously, I think he. I think we. Sh- they should give him a shot. Oh, I think they should. Yeah. I, I, that's not to say I don't think that he shouldn't do it. It's just mm. realistically with what James Gunn is trying to do. How long can he be Batman or are they going to go the route because the, the Batman movie is going to be the Robin is going to be Damian Wayne, his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, he, they could go the route that Damien eventually takes it over, which is a smart world building move. Yeah. Because then it's Batman is in his later years. He's still good. Yeah. He teaches Damien how to do things and eventually he steps away and he just takes over the yeah, role. That'd I mean, be, that'd be a good one. I'd but, be cool with that. I mean, yeah. as we talk about Batman on a horror thing. Well, yeah. But, but he's I mean, a dark it's, knight. We're talking about voice actors. Yeah. Now. And, um, which make or break a video game in my they opinion. Do. And I think Duhamel killed it for Callisto. I really he did. Do. I think he did phenomenal. Like I was, I, was, I did not know. Too, yeah. I didn't realize that he was going to be in the game until I played it. I'm like, why does he look familiar? Like, Oh my God, it's the dude. It's him. Oh, and then we got out, you know, we got to give great props to Karen Fukuhara. She was she was the female lead. Yes, but you know her as the she's girl. the girl from uh, the, boys. the boys. Yeah, yeah. She's oh, she's awesome. Yeah, she's really good too. And um, I still think I still crack up because I'm watching Supernatural now. Like I'm still I love that I'm show. in the British Men of Letters. Oh, it's such a hard season to watch. They just killed the Alpha Vampire. Season thirteen is is where it gets good. Okay, me. good. I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, and then um, I I still think it's funny. Like look, look seeing him play uh soldier boy in oh, the boys soldier boy is his so... his he's just says he just like zoe i'm sorry you're listening you'll listen to this cover your ears just straight up like what the fuck are you looking at it's like man up and he just says things like very <laughs> dark and it's like i love you i just hug have me you, <laughs> have you watched the spinoff yet for the boys Did no you? i haven't Isn't so i just that? finished it it's, it? it's it's going it's still airing there's still yeah. episodes but but he appears in one of the characters' dreams that they get sucked into. <laughs> He's like, I fucked the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they accuse him of being, like, unpatriotic or something. It's no, he's like, it was, He's like, I bleed kid. red. He's like, I bleed red. I've seen the clip for it. He's like, I bleed red. Not that commie red. Red, white, and blue red. <laughs> I fucked the Star Spangled Banner. And it's just the funniest thing. And it's definitely not a show for kids. So no. So listening kids don't watch it yet. No. But... Gen V is great. He is. He's he's something. He's just a solid. He owns a beer company in Texas. Yeah. 
He seems like he'd be a cool Jack guy to hang out. Like he co-owns it with him or does he probably does. Him. I don't know. But it's like like those two will be best friends forever. And it's called Family Business Beer Co. And parked there is uh, his baby on there. His baby. Good. He owns one of the only three babies left. Good. He should have that. Yeah. He was gifted it when the show finished. Good. He should be gifted that. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. So we talked about we talked about voice acting and music, and uh, art style and sound effects. Sound effects. All right. Plot. No, not plot. We we will get to plot. Plot well, is an important part. It is. I was thinking. Okay. So what is the best type of horror game? You know, we have the zombie games. We have the the ghost games. Um, space aliens. Like, what do you like? Honestly, as I've played through all you know the horror games that I have, I just, I almost think I want to give it to kind of the space horror. So are you thinking? I don't really care for the ghost games. I mean, Fear is the one example mm. that I can even really think of that's great because, like the the dark pictures stuff, like Man of Madonna's Ghosts, mm-hmm. and it's just not that. And it may just be that game. It may like I've never played Fatal Frame, but I've heard good things, and mm-hmm. that's the whole thing about ghosts. Um, I mean Silent Hill, and I did play one or two of those. Oh no, I played one of those and liked mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I just never was able to get into that series, but okay. I'm big fan of the creature feature games. Like, so space, like you're saying, yeah. alien monsters, um, mutations of life, wildlife, or a person. Like, I like that type of thing. Not zombies, but like... Zombies are fun, but I mean... They're overplayed, I think, in my opinion. The, not counting Left 4 Dead, which it's, I don't count it as a horror game. No, it's not. It's, it's an, an absolute action. blast. It's an action game, basically, with some, like, some jump scares in there. But like, I'm talking... An alligator that gets mutated and is hunting you down in the wild and you're trying to survive. Yeah. Like that's something like that. Or indigenous people that are chasing you because you've crash landed into their area and you got to try to escape or because they're Pretty eating. Sure that's the plot of the current of the green inferno. I think so. Yeah. Oh, but it's like the wildest movie ever. <laughs> so like those type of games, like that type of creature feature, not the ones that are like, a scientist, you know, got ballsy and spliced or spliced like the cold with the Ebola virus and yeah. made zombies like that. That's just overplayed. Like we need more creature feature games. Dead Space is a creature feature game. I mean, and it gets into themes of like religion and things mm-hmm. like that. But like it still maintains that core aesthetic of this is these are yeah. monsters. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm tired. I'm really this. I guess what it is. I'm tired of the scientists jacking shit up and creating a monster like or creating a virus that takes over the world like that stuff i'm done okay with. so in that vein even though the game is more of an action game do you consider doom to be a creature feature game be- and it is about yes. scientists messing things up but you're fighting literal demons well so what they did was in doom if the listeners know about this like they literally just open a. they were trying to do was it travel they were trying to do interdimensional sp- or travel. Inter- it's, interdimensional but yeah space time travel yeah Something so you like get that. from point a to point b you in teleport. a faster time you teleportation yeah. and then what they actually did was open a gate to hell yes i don't think that's a um what you were saying i honestly think that is a creature feature um you actually open the gates of hell you've unlocked the the doom guy who eventually if you doom eternal is basically just like this order that is fights yeah doom it was a really i can't got a follow storyline it's fun still yeah but those games that's fine that's fine. Scientists where they jacked up where they actually unlocked or unleashed a monster. Those are fine. Not the one where Billy decides to make a virus and then accidentally lets it loose because he's mad at his boss. I'm tired of that. So. Well, okay, so if we're going to count Doom as a horror game... It's, it's an action horror, but... Okay. 
then I'm going to give Doom 2016 his best music. That soundtrack oh, is a banger, that, dude. It's it is an good. absolute banger. It is really good. That is Doom 2016. is Its soundtrack's just straight up metal. It makes you get into the game, though. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, murder. You rip. You're just oh. like, all right, whose face can I rip off? Literally. Yep. And it's so... And honestly, it's pretty gory, too. Oh, yeah. So... Because I'm literally like, you punch a, a demon in the face and knocks its like head off to the side, and you just saw it in half. Literally. It's just like, oh, he just checked into work today, and you just <laughs> murdered him. You know his friends over there in demon speak going, Ted! Oh my god, he killed Ted! <laughs> we just want to leave. <laughs> Get him off us. So, alright, so what what game for you is has the best ending? And it's a hard one to think of. It is a very hard one to think of. Because I got it. I got it for me. I'll, I'll say mine. One of the best endings of a game is Dead Space 1. The original one. Because when you finally get off the Ishimura... Is that when you figure out that you hallucinated her? You hallucinated... Spoiler alert, this game's old. It's You've hallucinated your girl, your wife or girlfriend. I think it's your wife. Think it's yeah, it's your wife. You hallucinate her the entire time. You get on the ship to get out of there finally after you've destroyed the marker or kicked it out. I can't remember if you kicked it out in space you or something. You the ship or something. You blow, and the marker's on it, I think. Correct. And you're sitting in the cockpit. You take your helmet off. And all of a sudden, something jumps at you. She jumps at you. Yeah, I think that's what And I that's did. like where it ends. That's I think that's true. a great game. It is a, I mean, a it great is. ending. Because you're like, because you're doing is like, what the fuck? What what what's happening? And then like a couple years later, you get announced of Dead Space Two, and you get oh. picked up by the uh, church. The, the church. It's the Universal Church of Truth or something. Yeah, I you get picked it's up, like and you're that. like, you realize that they found another marker, and it's like, you're like shit, we just did this. So, like those games are fun. Like that. Dead that Space is a great, Two was great. Yeah, and then they went wild with three, but we it is what it is. Um, okay, so did you think of one? Best ending. I probably would have to give it to Dead Space 1 because that, I mean, I don't know. Fear 2's ending is wild, but I don't know if it's a best ending. But Dead Space 1's ending when you find out you've hallucinated her the entire time. Because she's like in a lot of the game. Yeah, she is. Because so she's like, like, I got to save her. Got to save her. Well, and, and you like, get transmissions of her too. Yeah. Like she's talking to you the whole time. And you're like, okay, she's over here. I got to go do this stuff. I got to take care of that. And she's like guiding you. Mm-hmm. But you just crazy. Yeah. So. that's Yeah, because the marker makes you hallucinate uh-huh. her. That's what it is. This part of the marker is that they yeah. it gets to you. It's emitting, if I remember correctly, it's emitting waves that turn the person insane and then they mutate after they've killed and mutilated themselves. Right? I think that's I think what it something is. something like that. So, um, I'm trying to remember any of the endings to the Resident Evils. I know 5 had just a ridiculous ending and so did 7. Was Wesker gets thrown into a volcano. Yeah. That's 7, you didn't even... The final boss fight in 7 was a joke. Yeah. I mean, it's a bad one in my opinion. It was a bad ending, but it was a good game. Yeah, I mean, leading up to it was great. It was like the 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 tanker that your girlfriend was on crashes in the the bayou, and we've talked about this several times. And you go find your wife who was on that because she's been missing for like a year, something like that. And you're just fighting hillbillies that have been mutated by this thing. And then the ending is just find out grandma is Evelyn, uh, the the, Evelyn or whatever thing. Yeah, and then you get thrown a minigun by Chris Redfield randomly. Yeah. And that's, you that's win. It. You, you, yeah. There's no way to lose that boss fight. Yeah. Resident Evil 1, you or either Jill or Chris get off, get out of the mansion before it blows up. Yeah, that's right. And, the and, Mountain. Correct. And then you think it's done. And then Resident Evil 2 picks up kind of like a couple weeks later after that. And you get out. The ending of that one is you get out before the city blows up when that's it's been it. nuked. 
Yeah. Three is the same thing. But you're being chased by the nemesis. I will say seven may have the best opening of any horror game. The one where you get your hand chopped off? Well, that, but it's the fact that you're in a random house and you're like, why am I here? And you hear her because you're looking for her. Yeah. Uh, Mia, that's her name. Yeah. And you're looking for Mia and then she shows up and she like just goes nuts on you and cuts your hand off and stalks you. Yeah. And I played it in VR the first time I ever played it. Oh, God, no. It is 10 times scarier (laughs) when that's all you can see and she flies up the stairs at you. Yeah. I too pooped myself. (laughs) So we talked about the best ones and the best games and you bring up another point I'm glad you hit on it was actually like VR. Because VR is not, in my opinion, taken off yet. It's really not. No, but I will say the PSVR with Resident Evil 7 is good. It's oh. Do you ever just find the candle that you can burn? In real life? Oh, the one that smells like... Ass? Yeah, it smells smell like flesh. <laughs> but, and and that's that's great and everything, too. And I know they're kind of the Resident Evil 4 remake in VR. I still don't think VR is fully taken effect yet. At least we haven't got to the, the pinnacle of it. But no. I think horror games... Are, like, the best ones for it. That, yes, in my opinion. Like, like Alien and that? Yeah. That'd be so good. Yeah, but then, like, the, I'd be afraid, like, you'd get so wrapped into it that you'd forget that it's fake. And you shit yourself. <laughs> Just unload in your shorts. Did you ever? So there's a video out there. Some little kid. I think he was playing either like the Meta, uh, face the Facebook's Meta, the Meta Quest. Yeah, one of those. Uh, and this kid is sitting in his chair, screaming bloody murder because you can see on the TV what he, like what he's looking at, and it's like a T Rex walking up on him. He's screaming like, "I don't want to play anymore." <laughs> he just starts screaming as the T-Rex literally walks up to him. And he's hunched down, screaming, and he's got the little controllers in his hand just, like, shaking. He's, like, seven. I'm like, well, that's the mom's fault for doing that, yeah. letting the child do that. That's someone trying to just get views and be rude to their kid. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Um, Ooh, that makes me think Dino Crisis could be fun in VR. Yeah, if they ever remake that damn game. They, okay, speaking of that. That is a horror game. Cap, It is. It's one of the best horror games, I think, in my opinion. The, the original one. No, played two's the first not. Two's another action horror game. It's like a survival horror action game. Two or the first one. The first amazing. one is it. The first one, in my opinion, is what it is. They need to remake it, like all the time. Dino Crisis needs to be remade, no matter what. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, like I, I know Capcom put up that like I think it was like a uh, survey, and a lot of people put down Dino Crisis. Like we saw what they did with Dino, with Resident Evil One. Or excuse me, Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3. And they can do it in and 4. Engine. They could do that. Yeah, and the RE engine, that would be so great. Like, do they not want money? I think they're hesitant to touch it because they just... They're running, they're riding the Resident Evil train. And it's not yeah. that those games will never sell. Resident Evil will most likely always sell yeah. really well. But you have, like, Street Fighter and you have... Screw that shit. I mean, I like Street Fighter, but... I mean, you have Street Fighter, and you have, uh, there's like other, Mega Man, yeah. and like you release Mega Man all the time. Yeah, they can if they did the true fashion of Resident Evil Two remake with Dino Crisis, like Dino, with Dino Crisis, instant like Resident Evil Two remake won awards okay. for it. So they could do that with Resident Evil. Instead, we got this weird Exo Primal game that they released. It's not I doing totally that forgot well. Forgot about that. Yeah, it's nothing. That's why nobody really cares about it. Well, it can't be worse than Redfall. Yeah, that one. There's like I think I saw someone. There's like ten people playing. That's it. Do you remember Blood Rain? Mm-hmm. 
And what was the other ones? Legacy of Kane, Soul yep. Reaver. Yeah, those were horror games. Those were fun. Yeah, yeah those are old. Those are horror platformer games. I think. No, no, Blood Rain wasn't. Legacy of Kane was. I yeah, think the, it was a the Soul Reaver games were. Yeah. yeah, those were horror games, and those were fun. I yeah. liked those. Um, I kind of forgot about them the last time we first started talking about them, but like, I would probably play those again. It was a weird story, but like, it was kind of vampires. And Soul Reaver was—he mm. was a different thing. He wasn't a vampire, he was, or he was, yeah. and then he got his wings ripped off, and he became something. I don't know. It was a really convoluted <laughs> plot, but it was a fun game. Okay. Yeah. But like, uh, I think vampire games could be fun. I know we have was it vampire, but it's with a Y, and there's no E at the end, and there's Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodline. I don't think that did very well. That game, Vampire, I, did okay. The other one did not. I want there to be a Blade game where you play as Blade and you get to set up your kit. There and is you one. Go out. There's a Blade game. It's a PlayStation One game. <laughs> it's terrible. Why well, want there to be a new one where you get I doubt to play it. as Blade? Unless and, they do the I movie. Mean, I guess Midnight Suns. You get to play as Blade, but it's not the same. Yeah, unless they do like the Blade movie that they've been talking about the MCU, and then that comes out, and then they do like a game like that with Insomnia. Uh, Insomnia. Then yeah, Insomniac, that's fine. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, because I mean, you get to set your kit up, and then you get to go out, and I mean. A smart move for a game like that could be to do something like Gotham Knights, like that setup where it's you have your base and you re-kit up and mm. you do your upgrades and you go out on patrol again. Yeah. That would be fun. I would love that. Yeah. Who knows? Well, we talked a lot about games or horror games. Real quick before we end it, what is your favorite horror game? I would probably have to give it to the original Dino Crisis. That game was so much fun. Damn it. It was scary, but it was fun. Damn it. Um, okay, so I'm not going to piggyback off yours. I mean, I really do like Down on Crisis uh, for sure. Um, Resident Evil 2. That's fair. Yep, That's Resident fair. Evil 2 is, like, phenomenal. So next month, guys, we are kicking off our new uh, theme, which is going to be shooters. Yep. Um, here's the problem with that, though, is we forgot which ones to nominate. Uh, I mean... I guess I do need to ask. We're not limiting it to solely first person. No, shooters. no, it can be shooters in general. Correct. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we'll figure that out and let you guys know by next episode which ones it's going to be, and then we'll go from there. Those shooter games aren't that long. Um, Cody and I are still working on another side project that should be kicking off. I would say in probably the next month or so. What do you think? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. 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 the latest it would go would be January. I would say January at the latest. I don't. Honestly, we could probably just shoot for January. Yeah, we can. I mean, we're working some stuff towards it, so yeah, that's gonna be fun. Up for that. So, other than that, guys, let's do some plugs and then uh, listen to that sweet, sweet new outro music exactly. we got. Exactly. So you can find us on the show at on Twitter at Two Guys and Beard. That's T W O Guys and Beard. You can find me at Hailblue One Five Six Nine on Twitter. This is pretty much all my Twitter stuff. Uh, Cody, you? Uh, well, in addition to finding me on Twitter or X, whatever it is. Uh, at two guys in beard you can find me at uh flocka waka on twitter you can find me at waka flocka with two k's instead of ck on instagram and then if you care to look me up on facebook you can do so um yes we have an email we do have an email you can email questions and comments and praises to us or negative stuff that's fine i guess we can take that um that's at two guys and a beard two that's is the num- number yep number two um, we also have Patreon guys, sports show. If you like those, those buck, whatever, um, it's up to you. That's just totally something there for you, um, to support the show. Other than that, we will catch you guys next week. We promise. Yes. Another episode will be released. We're, We're going to get back on track. Shooters. Yes. And we'll have our nominations then. Yes. Right. Until next time, guys. Bye. Toodles. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of two guys and a beer till next time.